I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and deep dive into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality, learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships, because everything starts with you. Hello and welcome to the Brand Therapist Podcast. I'm so excited to have Laura Patricia Martin here today with me. Before we get started, I'm going to read her bio. Laura Patricia Martin is a trauma and relationship specialist and founder of Healing to Happy. This global movement is taking the world by storm as it liberates the modern woman to step into her relaxed feminine energy and allows the man to step into his leadership without the triggers of their past. It happens at a quantum speed. It doesn't even really make sense until you're in it. She's here to change the way we date, communicate, and connect with the modern world. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. (laughs) So, Laura, tell us what this means. What do you do for a living? Um, What's your business about? And how does this relationship work? Yeah, so I run online courses. I do one-on-one consulting. I speak at personal events, in-person events, online events, things of that nature to really speak to the women that have been through trauma and have built up this tough exterior that have gone on to build global movements and brands and companies and things like that because I genuinely don't know a lot of people that have built these successful movements without having had experienced some type of trauma in their life. They're kind of stuck in this like, I need to prove myself mentality, which is perfect. Like it it, it gets us far. I'm not going to lie. I, I have that. It gets us far. We build these brands. But then you kind of hit this moment in life where it's like, oh, like I want to let someone in. I want to be loved and I want to love. I want this kind of match. But how do I turn off this hard exterior that I've built up my entire life? So we start to do that. I focus on the somatics. So a lot of things happen. We think we can heal trauma in the mind, but trauma happens in the body. So like any type of traumatic events, yes, we have events, but really the big thing is what happened to your body in the process of that event. So how can we actually get you back to safety? How can we get you back into this relaxed version of yourself? How can we get safety back into the body when we live so much in our heads? Like it's so common nowadays to be in our head and to hyper-process things, and especially with TikTok and Instagram and all the things we see like a little graphic and we're like, that's me. Yes, that's me. And then we over process all this stuff in our head and we get lost in it. So it's really working with the feminine and, and the masculine and looking at the women that want to soften, right? Some people don't, and that's totally cool. That's Those aren't my people. But the people that are like, I am so hyper-masculine, I want to learn how to feel safe. I want to learn how to let people in again and to do it from this space where I don't lose my business and I don't lose this cool little savage part of myself that like keeps this motivation alive and really balancing these parts of ourselves within the global movements we're trying to make in the world. Oh, I love everything you said. And we'll go into it a little <laughs> bit further as we get into the conversation. But my next question is, I always say that this wouldn't be a brand therapist podcast if we didn't talk about childhood. So tell me a story about your childhood that relates to what you do today. 
Honestly, if I look at my life, I've always been this type of person that I love pretty things. I'm a double Libra. I don't know if you're into astrology and things like that. Like, I love pretty things. I love love. I've loved the sensuality and sexuality of life since I was a kid. Like, I originally, I've just been fascinated with it, like intimacy and things of these natures. And it's funny because it's like, oh, that was shamed. Like, you're too young. You'll never know. Like, I went to school to be a sex therapist. Like, all these things happen in my life and then come full circle. It's like, you can't escape it. Here you are. (laughs) This is what you're meant to do. I love that because I have everybody do my brand archetype quiz and everything you said works every single time. I have to tell you, it's amazing. So you're a lover, which doesn't Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) I mean, it's it's your essence. So I'm going to read the lover to you. A lover sees the beauty in the world and is attracted to things that enable them to experience life fully. The motivation is beauty. The need is to be attractive to others. The fear is being undesirable. And the behaviors are surrounds themselves with people and things they love, tries to become more attractive to others, and indulges in self-care. Yep. (laughs) Yes. So I love it because this is something to be unashamed of, right? Yeah. When we talk about attraction or attracting somebody, people are like, well, you know, I don't always tend to be attractive to others, but it's not really about that. It's about us feeling comfortable where we are, right? In that feminine space, who we are. And so I love that. So secondly, how do you feel about that? I mean, it's spot on. I literally just ran a course about this too, where it's like confidence doesn't come from your externals. You're like the size of your body, which we get hung up on, or like the beauties. Like you could wear a garbage bag and you should still feel good about yourself. Like no clothes, no nothing. You're like, this is me. I am here. It's like who you are. And yeah, the lover, I feel like very much encapsulates that where it's like, we love beautiful things. Yes. But it's just like this attraction of life and like pleasure, I think is just the essence of who I am. Like I love (laughs) So let me ask you, I have what I call five value words for each of the different archetypes. So I'm going to ask you to tell me the definition for you. Okay. Not the literal definition, obviously, but what does this mean, this word mean to you? So the first one is passionate. It's like when your whole body lights up where it's like you're in full alignment, you know, this is, you get lost. Like you forget what time is, you forget what's happening around you. This can happen with a lover. This can happen on a work project. This can happen in your fitness. This can happen with your self-pleasure of meditation. You're lost because you're so present, if that even makes sense. Like you're just so there that everything around you isn't. You're not lost in your head. You're like fully present in your body. That's to me what passion is. Love that. Indulgent. Ooh, chocolate. Um, (laughs) It's it's how you treat yourself, like someone you love, not in a way that's from a wounded space where you think I need to do this to somehow get pleasure, but indulging in yourself. Like for me, I love an afternoon little treat, like a baked good or something, or like a nice little decaf cappuccino. Cause I'm like, and literally as I'm eating it, I'm like, because I love myself. I love that. Instinctual. Ooh, that is your feminine essence. Like, you know what's going on. You, your body will tell you if this is right or wrong for you. Your body is there to, like, be your check engine light of this is a match or this is not a match, whether it's a business deal or a date and you know which way to go. It's often our mind gets in the way and kind of traps us in that. But, like, as a female, like, you know what is right and what is wrong for you. It's just, do you listen to that or not? 
Right. I love it. Emotional. The honesty of your emotions. I think a lot of people are not emotional. Like we are so tapped out of it where it's like we have fake joy and that's the only one we're allowed to feel. But like I love and I love in the movements that I make where it's like the raw emotional honesty. Like you don't actually, emotions are good. It's just the narratives that we have around them. So you cry, you scream, you have rage, you have your emotional expression, your happiness, your joy, your love, your glee, like all these kind of parts of yourselves and you actually fully express them just as a child does. And it's from a healthy space. I love that when you said a child, because I spend a lot of time with my nephew and he's a very emotional little boy. And it's so great to see his expression without trying to hide something. You know, it's just, it comes from his heart and I, and I love to see it. Compassionate. Mm. It's when you can view life through another person's lens, that would be compassionate. Love that. So tell me, what is Laura's brand all about? Mm, It's awakening all those archetypes, all those parts of yourself. (laughs) That's exactly what we do. It's really tapping into your emotions, tapping into the essence of who you are. And that's not going to look like how I am. Like, I know my personal brand is very extra and like, we like nice things and we celebrate a lot and we do the things and we're very like out there and that's it. But it really is about who you are. That's the work. Who are you at your core and how can you remember who you were before any of the trauma happened, before the heartbreaks or the the school systems or whatever it was that told you that as you are wasn't good enough. So you built up these masks and these personas to protect yourself. And it's dismantling that over the years and over time and knowing that you're safe as you do that. Like it's okay because it's one of these things where it's challenging that concept of like, we're like, this is just who I am. And I'm saying this in quotation marks for anyone that's listening. It's like, this is just who I am. And it's like, Tech, like actually you have no idea who you are if you've never done trauma work, if you've never dismantled the projections and the triggers and the things that you've built up to protect yourselves, you actually don't know who you are yet. So if you can approach yourself as a stranger and start to play with this new essence of yourself, like, what do I like? What's my joy? What's, what are my emotions? What's my pleasure? What's, how do I feel when I'm compassionate? Like, what are these parts of myself? And we start to explore that inside of the brand that I have accidentally built and now turned into this global movement. (laughs) I love it, love it, love it, because you're so right. I just did certifications in neuro-linguistic programming, timeline therapy, and hypnosis. And I did it because I felt that my clients, I would do all this work, this whole brand ecosystem for them, and then they had a hard time putting it out there. And I think it was because they were blocked some way. And sometimes we don't actually realize it, right? It's not something that we are aware of. So I did this work so I could help them unleash that because I felt like there was something that wouldn't let them be who they are. Exactly. That's like the thing I always say. It's like what society calls self-sabotage, science calls self-protection, right? Like that's all it is. So a lot of the times when it's like, oh, I know all the things to do for my brand. I know all the things to do to call in the love of my life and do this. Why? why am I not doing it? It's like, cause your nervous system is protecting you. Like that's literally its job. It's a cute little thing. It's not bad. It's just working with it. And like, it's not a mystery. It's just, you have to lean in. And that's not necessarily something you can just do with the personality or the traits that you currently have, because it's going to feel very uncomfortable at first because you've never done it before. And so I love that you're doing that, the hypnosis, the getting into the subconscious mind, the activating these things, like that's where the magic sauce is. Yes, it sure is. I've had a few clients go through it and it's just incredible. And I love, love, love when they have a breakthrough. And I'm sure you do too. But let me ask you this. 
If I asked you about either your fame legacy or the moment you saw yourself become famous and famous in the notion of bringing that piece that is truly you out, right? I'm not saying famous as an actress, actor, right? I'm, I'm talking about us as people. When did you notice that? When did you realize that? Mm, that's a really good question. Honestly, I would say around like when I was approaching my 30s is when I started to spend a lot of time alone. I feel like when you turn 30, you're like having an existential crisis and you're like, oh my God, and you're kind of freaking out. <laughs> and then you're sitting there and you're for me, it was like, holy pickles, like I don't have an original thought. Everything I know is through programs or books that I read or podcasts that I've been in, like all these kind of things. And it start, I was like, none of that's me right? Like all of that is what I've learned. So actually, who is Laura Patricia Martin at the core? And I just started to kind of experiment with that and really claim ownership over the fact that I am a sensual human being. I love pretty things. I have high standards. Like I am too much and I have a whole bunch of emotions. Like these are all of who I am instead of trying to fit the mold of like, bad girl, you can't be these things because it'll disrupt some type of system that we somehow think we're supposed to be built inside of it. It was like, actually, that's what makes you stand out. And the right people are going to fully accept that, but you're going to keep attracting the wrong people and feel like you're too much for the wrong people because they're the wrong people. And when you actually do the work to claim yourself, accept yourself, spend time alone, really rediscover what it means to be you, the right people come, the right business opportunities come, the right, like, that's your brand, your essence, your, per like, that, I'm sure you know all that, like, it's, that is who you are at your core, where it's like, oh, yeah, let me remember who I actually am and let me then share that with the world and I truly believe, like, I'll go on a riff on this, where it's like, I, in understanding that the fear behind that was I was afraid. It was easier for people if they rejected me because of this false identity or this false persona that I had built up. It's okay if that got rejected. But if I actually let them in on my heart and I fully let them see me, that would hurt a lot worse. But then I was realizing I was rejecting myself anyway. So would I rather have these strangers or these people that aren't even fully actually accepting me and then fear that rejection and whatever... Or would I look at myself and not want to be rejecting myself? Like, what opinion actually matters more? And it was like, oh, me. Why am I rejecting me? Like, what the heck? And then everything kind of catapulted from there. We thank our sponsor, BespokeBranding.io. Tailored branding to reach your ideal client. Gain a deeper level of understanding to empower your brand and purpose and rule the market. We know what it's like to journey from a place of feeling overwhelmed and undervalued to being powerful, understood, and authentic. Your brand identity allows you to live your purpose. The Brand Therapist has 20 years of branding and design experience, has transformed billion-dollar brands, and has eight-plus years of guiding women entrepreneurs to realize their potential. I invite you to take the brand quiz and you can find it at www.bespokebranding.io. Once you know your archetype, archetypes have opposites. That opposite is your super fan. And focusing on that super fan is so critical because they're the ones that are most attracted to you. They're the ones who are going to give you referrals, give you reviews, give you everything that you want. And so why focus so much time on everything else or on the entire world 
for that because everybody's like, oh, I can work with anybody. And no, we have particular people that we're supposed to work with in this lifetime. And focusing on those individuals is the most important. And I too, I also did uh, similar things as well. And I could tell like, wow, this is a horrible client. (laughs) I'm going to have to fire them. And it's because I let them in and I knew that they weren't right for me. And it wasn't right for them either, right? And so sometimes we have to learn the hard way, but I love the way that you positioned that and then you stated that. So with that said, what is your greatest fear? So at four years old, you know when they ask you, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? So I had this fascination, and I still do, with changing the world. Like, I had this huge fascination with Gandhi. I used to, like, cut out these little pictures of him and, like, put little quotes in his head. And I don't even know why I did that. Like, I was such an interesting child. And if I left this planet, and I know I have made a change, but, like, if I left this planet without making a change, that would be my biggest fear. It's like, have I made a deep enough impact? And I don't know if I will ever actually hit this, but, like, a deep enough impact that'll satisfy that deep desire from that four-year-old space of, like, I want to change the world in the relationship space, in the trauma space, in some type of capacity that would revolutionize this whole thing. Oh, I love that. Wow, that's so profound. So let me ask you, when was there a time when you were holding back from these things? Like, tell me a story about a time. I know there may be more than one, but give me one story about when you were holding back. I can even say something recently. I went on a business retreat with my mastermind in November of 2022. 20, what year are we in? 2022. <laughs> um, and we were sitting around the table and I literally was sitting there and I was like, who am I? What am I doing? Like, it was like one of these existential crises that you're like, you're surrounded by these freaking amazing women and you're challenged by it, which is why you're at that table and you're doing these things. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I feel like I'm not one of the greats, which is one of my things. I want to be one of the greats. I want to sit at this table and feel like I belong. And I want to do these things. And my mentor just gave me like the hard truth of like, you're not one of the greats because you don't believe you're one of the greats. And I was like, oh, that was a hard pill. Thank you. And I just like cried, ran to the ocean. I like expressed my emotions in the way that I do. And I mean, that was fairly recently where it was just like, I'm not because I'm scared because if I give it my all, what if I lose it? If I give it my everything and I have a failed launch and I lose all my money and I do my thing and I have a client that wants like write something bad about me on the internet or something like that, all the fears that we have, it was like, well, if they, if they reject something that's only part of me, then it's not going to hurt as much. And then, like, I look at my brand since then, and I'm like, holy pickles, we really listened to that message. And we, we are two feet in. We are here. We've seen the movement happen. Like, we're available for it. But it was really looking at that. It was like, oh, I'm actually very afraid of the success because that failure, again, going back to that rejection of self that I speak, spoke of earlier, I think at every level we kind of feel this. It's like, okay, step to a new level, learn to stabilize. Step to a new level, learn to stabilize. And it's kind of this awareness of that where it's like, where am I getting in my own way? And I recognized that at the retreat where I was like, pickles, like I'm afraid of being rejected for the fact if I put two feet in and it's too much and my brand is this way and whatever, because you don't see it this way. And it was just this whole moment that completely revolutionized the way that I was doing business, which was awesome. (laughs) I love it. I love it when we think that we've done all this work and, you know, we're working towards the great thing, but then something kind of like hits us and we're, we need to look at that. And I love that at every point in our lives, we have those walls that kind of just hit us and just being aware of it and going through that process again and again and again, just makes us a better human, I think. 
So the, the next question I was going to ask you, which you already mentioned a little bit, but I want to, maybe you can tell me another story, is we don't get to where we are on our own. We need a community. We need a tribe, whatever you want to call it. We have guides. We have mentors. But tell me about an experience or story about somebody who helped you at a certain point in your life. There's so many. The one that's coming fresh to me actually is like actually showing my friendships when I was struggling and they were the ones that were like, we can get you help because I do have a background of big T trauma and I was struggling in those kind of situations. And I was leaving domestic violence and I was, you know, getting off of drugs and I was doing this kind of thing. And one of my girlfriends sat down and she's like, you know, you have a really messed up relationship with food. Why don't you go learn about it? And I was like, huh? And then that's how I got into nutrition and it kind of started to build this whole momentum where it was like, if you let people actually see the shadows you're trying to hide, they can come and exasperate them. Like shame can exist in the light when you share it with others. And then from there, I started to seek, you know, education. I started to get high level mentorship. I would get a therapist. I had a naturopath. I had a Reiki healer. I had, I went all in. I got a mentor. I was like, I have been carrying this for since I was 13 years old on my own, you know, all of the traumas. And it was like that awareness where I was like, oh, there's like good people in this world that want to help you. They don't want to fix you. They just want to actually give you outlets and resources to help you heal and remember who you were before all these things happen. And that's where like that one-on-one personal connection truly transforms your life. Like, yes, I love group containers. I love the things of that. Like, I've done the 12 steps. I run group containers, you know, like in different elements of your life. Like they're very helpful. But when someone truly knows you in and out and can walk with you with business, with relationships, with trauma, with all the things, like your life will never be the same, especially if you grew up in chaos. If you are used to doing things alone, if you feel like you have to carry the world on your own, opening that part up and actually recognizing like, oh, people can help carry the load. That's really cool. It's just being vulnerable enough to do that, which changes everything. Oh, I love that. You know, you reminded me when I was doing this archetype work. And um, when I was doing this work, I realized that I was hiding part of my archetype. And I didn't know why. But the reason why I know now is that I wanted the smart me to be out there, the, you know, knowledgeable me to be out there not the free-flowing, energetic, playful me. And it took me a while to figure that out. And then when I figured it out, I was like, I can just be who I truly am and be that fun individual that just plays and does different things. And knowledge is in the background, yes, but it's not what's in the forefront. So I love what you said about being open and more vulnerable and just let things in. Um, It's great when good friends come and tell you things, right, that you don't want to hear necessarily, but they're important for you to understand and so you can move past that, move through that. So let me ask you this. Tell me three lessons learned for you. One of the biggest things is you can't be at war with your body and win. I know a lot of people struggle with body image issues, confidence issues, all that kind of stuff, especially stepping into a new year and all that kind of stuff. You can't be at war with your body and win. It's just not going to work. That's not how we get anywhere. Um, everyone has trauma. Deal with it. <laughs> go <laughs> go get support. Go get high-level mentorship or coaching or therapist and that. Like, really go deal with it. Um, otherwise, we're just a bunch of traumatized seven-year-olds passing it along and having these little dinosaur wars. And then it's okay to fall on your heart. 
like time and time again, I get it, it's scary when it hurts, but like it's the best thing when you live with an open heart. Yes, it comes with boundaries and, you know, new standards and things like that. And of course, when you get your heart broken, you are now a little bit more educated on things. Like there's nothing like a first love when you're so naive and you don't know, but like, don't let that jade you. Like fall on your heart with your business, fall on your heart with your friends, fall on your heart with a lover. Like it is the greatest gift and the greatest joy. I love it. So let me ask you, where do you see yourself 10 years from now? What's the future for Laura? So I really want to take a unique approach to self-development. I have fun ways of dealing with navigating duality. Like there's a light that I bring to doing trauma work, which is really fun. We have like we're making an album that has like meditation music that you actually want to dance to in the car, not like Ram Dass style where you're like meditating and you can't really drive your car. Um, (laughs) Things that's like Beyonce style and you want to break it down, but it's like positive music coming into your nervous system to reprogram it. We have programs We're taking a new spin to our programs where it's very fun to watch because a lot of people, we're in a TikTok age, we're in a reality TV age, we are in how-tos and life in a day. So we're doing like documentary series when it comes to our programs and really showing you behind the scenes. We're doing a lot of like in-person events because we live in the most connected but the most loneliest world. So we're bringing people together. We're really cultivating that community aspect with open hearts. There's a lot of things that we're spinning. I really want to make a comfortable lingerie brand. Like there's there's a lot of stuff on the horizon coming up and it's just really fun. Like making trauma work fun. Like I'm so sick of hearing shadow and like these kind of things. I'm like, it comes from such a wounded, broken place. Like I'm so over it. It is one of these things where I'm like, let it turn you on. Like it's making your relationships better. This should be exciting. There's ways of doing this in that way. And so that's the big movement that we're making. Well, (laughs) with that, tell us where we can find you. Where are you at? Uh, What social platforms? Tell us. You guys come hang out over on Instagram. My personal one is it's Laura Patricia Martin. So ITS Laura Patricia Martin. And then our podcast, our content, our courses, all that kind of stuff is over on Instagram, Healing to Happy. So Healing T-O Happy. I mean, we have YouTubes, podcasts, that kind of stuff. I don't do TikTok because I just, I can't. I'm sure we'll hire someone to do it eventually. But for <laughs> me, I'm like, mm, let's just stick to Instagram for now. But yeah, we can, that's where the, all the things are. You'll probably get a nice little note from my team. <laughs> TikTok will eventually get there. I am so, so happy to have interviewed you, Laura. You're amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the Brand Therapist Show. I can't wait to see you in a couple of years and see where you're at and where your brand is. It looks like you're doing some amazing things. So thank you, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to The Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you would like to connect on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding or bespokebranding.io. And if you would like to do the brand character quiz, go to bespokebranding.io and click on brand quiz. Or you can email me at yamoka at yamoka.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.